Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Look among the stars. Do you have a plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners. I'm glad you're doing it with style, star style. Welcome to our informational playground. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and we come to you via the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. I am your host, Cynthia Bryan, and I hope to be your coach throughout uh, throughout this hour of power as we uh, stimulate space for some meaningful conversations around the table. We want you to be the stars you were born to be, and that means being the writer-director and the producer of your own life. And speaking of that, what we're going to be talking today is being the writers and producers and actors because it is an award show. Everything, this is award seasons. We've had the Golden Globes, People's Choice, and now Screen Actors Guild Awards are coming up this coming Sunday, and then there'll be Grammys, of course, that's for music, and of course, then the Big, uh, the big Daddy, the Oscars, the Academy Awards. So that's what I'm going to be talking to you about today, is all of this different award season, and you know, what happens walking the red carpet, all that good stuff. But first of all, we have a miracle moment, which is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. Please visit the website, bethestarur.org. Make a donation. Keep our show on the air. Uh, keep us broadcasting positive messages. And this is um, very apropos for today, and it's choose a job you love, and you'll never work another day in your life. Well, That gets to what I'm doing. I've been in the media and in the entertainment industry literally my entire career. In fact, I've been a member of Screen Actors Guild and AFTRA for 41 years. It's a really, really long time to be part of uh, of the union. And for the past 23 years, been able to vote in the Screen Actors Guild Awards. So it's the award season with all the glamour, the glitz, the best dresses, you know, the sighs, the cries. And I don't know who, how many people watch the Golden Globes, but we definitely want you to watch the SAG Awards, which are going to be broadcast this Sunday with the 23rd Annual Screen Actors Guild Award presented by SAG-AFTRA. And it is produced by Avalon Harbor Entertainment. It'll be simulcast live on TNT and TBS 
Sunday, January 29th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And of course, there'll be the pre-red carpet walking that you won't want to miss, and that'll start at 4 p.m. So if you have a DVR, you better set it because maybe you're not going to be in front of the screen at, at 4 or 5, but it's always fun to watch it later. One of my favorite parts, uh, um, and I think a lot of people, is just seeing the people that are there. And um, in talking about the Screen Actors Guild Award, I wanted to give you a little bit of background uh, about it because it really is lauded by critics for its simplicity, its style, and its genuine warmth. And you can read more if you go to Screen Actors Guild Awards and um, you can, you know, search for that and it'll come up and tell you about it. But I think what's exciting is they, it debuted in 1995 and it really has become one of the entertainment industry's most prized honors um, and awards. And the reason being is that the awards are a peer-to-peer award. And what that means is that it's actors voting for other actors. And that's always exciting. And what's very interesting about the Screen Actors Guild Award, uh, since it happens a month before the Academy Awards, usually the nominees or what either is nominated for the SAG Awards ends up being nominated for the Academy Awards. So it is interesting to see how they kind of go hand in hand. But this is the only award show that is exclusively honoring performers. And it has 13 different awards for acting in both film and television. It's a two-hour-long show, and it focuses on both individual performances as well as on the work of an entire ensemble in both a drama and a comedy series, as well as a cast of a motion picture. And that differs greatly from other award competitions that just give, you know, a best picture or best actor. I love the fact that it gives the ensemble, because whenever you're acting in something, it is totally the group of you. It is the cast of colleagues that makes a film And we can only do our best work when people around us are doing our best work. So it really is the spirit of actors that they are recognizing other actors in this um, very collaborative art that we call acting. Now, just some background about Screen Actors Guild and AFTRA. You might remember a couple of years ago, because I've talked about it a lot on the show, Screen Actors Guild used to be the performing union that represented actors in motion pictures, anything that was in reel-to-reel film, uh, and that did include some television productions, but it had to be on reel-to-reel. After was American Federations of Television and Radio Artists, so it was more television, anything that was video, and radio uh, production. Well, a couple years ago, they merged, and um, there, it's been a little bit challenging. I love having the merger because now we have one strong union. But as an actor, it's a bit challenging knowing what contract you are under. And I have, I have definitely faced some challenges and difficulties in working under the wrong contracts when you don't know that you are. You're hoping you're working under the right, right contract. But SAG-AFTRA represents more than 160,000 actors, announcers, broadcasters, dancers, DJs, and even some news writers and news editors, program hosts like this program, uh, other recording actors and artists, stunt performers, 
voiceover artists, those are the people, you know, that you hear on any of like Finding Dory or any of the cartoons or just even voiceover on commercials and then other professionals. Um, a lot of them, a lot of SAG-AFTRA members are the faces and voices that entertain and inform the world and people, um, you know, all over the world. And of course, in America, most of the performers are people that we just call character performers or they're in the background and you probably wouldn't know their faces or wouldn't be able to know their names, but, you know, they work consistently. And then, of course, there's that 1% of the big stars that everybody knows who they are. Um, sag after members, they work together and they really try to secure strong protections for all media artists. And in that same spirit, the SAG Awards... Uh, commends, you know, they they are honoring the outstanding performances by film and television stunt ensembles. Now, that's something new, too, is that the stunt people that do this work, these doubles, etc., they are absolutely amazing. I mean, if you've watched uh, Game of Thrones, uh, how uh, crazy those stunts are, or Westworld, or some, you know, there are so many different um, television shows, especially the ones that are more violent, and um, to, the stunt performers are really the heroes, I think, because, you know, the actors get the close-ups, but the stunt people are really doing these things. There's also a SAG Life Achievement Award that is presented to the established performer that fosters the highest ideals of the acting profession. And it's a tribute to the talents of the SAG-AFTRA membership. Now, Carol Burnett got it last year at the 22nd Annual Screen Actors Guild Award. And this year, it's going to be uh, Lily Tomlin. And it's going to be presented by Jane Fonda and Dolly Parton. Now, I don't know if you have seen Grace of Frankie. That is such a fun, um, it's a show, a new show this year that I just love. And interestingly enough, both Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda, who star in it, they're co-stars, female stars of this show. They are both up for the Screen Actors Guild Awards. So it'll be very interesting to see who ends up getting it. Now, the Screen Actors Guild Awards are also unique in the size of its voting uh, body because what happens is there's two randomly selected panels of 2,500 members that come from across the country and they choose the nominees for television and motion pictures. Now, both Heather Brittany and I have been uh, honored in the past to be part of this voting body, the what people who nominate, and that's, you know, that's really, uh, that's pretty exciting when you get to nominate films that you see. I take it really, really seriously. In fact, my husband knows that at this time of the year, he probably won't see me a lot because I really do want to watch all the films and as many of the TV shows as I can that um, as possible so that I can make a, a very honest judgment of, of course, it's my preference. But it's, I really don't just vote for somebody that I like. I really, really uh, watch the shows. Now, television's a little bit harder because there are so many things to see. And in segment two, we're going to tell you who's been nominated and, um, you know, what we think about them, et cetera, and who we think. I'm going to tell you who I think are going to win um, the awards. But, of course, you never know until that envelope is opened. 
Then coming up, the other one that people are always very excited about, of course, are the Academy Awards. And this is a completely different award thing. This We call it the Oscar. It's going to be broadcast on February 26th. And um, it these are voted on by the Academy. Now, this year, it's really, really fascinating because I believe that the Academy had kind of a changeover. If you remember, there was a big hoopla and outcry in the last couple of years because uh, the Academy Awards, even though there were some great films, they did not honor anybody of color, any actor or, or performances. And this year, it's completely different because at the 89th Academy Awards, it's not going to be all white. If we have Viola Davis, Dev Patel, Octavia Spencer, Denzel Washington, Maharajala Ali, Naomi Harris, and Ruth Nega, that they've all got acting nominations. And these are all people of color. And plus, OJ Made in America is nominated for one of the best documentary features. So it, the, I think the conversation about race will continue, but it's going to be um, very, very interesting. And it's much more... Um, it's much fairer. It's much more representative of the world that we live in. So some of um, the movies that are going to be not, or that have been nominated for the Academy Awards, interestingly enough, will um, they they replicate what is nominated in the SAG Awards? Now in the SAG Awards, we only have five nominations for. Um, the best film there's five nominations and I'm just going to give you those now it's Captain Fantastic Moonlight Fences Manchester by the Sea and Hidden Figures but in the Academy Awards they can actually nominate 10 and that's something that's new in the last several years this year they nominated nine and the nine that they nominated were Moonlight La La Land L Manchester by the Sea um, let's see, what was the other one? Um, Arrival, Fences, Hawkshaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, and Hidden Figures. I don't know if I said that one already. But, uh, oh, and Lion, and Lion. Now, in the SAG Awards, I would have loved to have seen uh, Lion nominated, but it was not, um, it wasn't nominated. And I don't know if you saw Lion, but it was really, really, um, really good. So um, in any case, uh, we have uh, Lion to me was really great. La La Land has had 14 nominations. And that's really, uh, that's very uh, amazing because it's a musical. Well, when we come back from break, we're going to talk more about the SAG Awards, the nominations, who's who, how they get nominated, the clothes, and all of that good stuff. So I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and I will be back with you. Be the star you are, the star you us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. 
Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is Well, Dr. Seuss said, why fit in when you were born to stand out? And I love that quote because it really kind of segs right into what we're talking about today, which are the award season. We've had People's Choice. We've had Golden Globes. And this week, we're going to be uh, watching the annual Screen Actors Guild Awards on January 29th, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And with me now to talk more about the Screen Actors Guild Awards is a, I think it's about a 28, 29-year member, Heather Brittany. Welcome, Heather Brittany. Hello. I am so glad to have you on because this is one of our favorite times of the acting year because we get to vote in the Screen Actors Guild Awards. And it's also time we get to watch a lot of movies. Now, I know that one of your favorite ones that you saw was La La Land, and it was just nominated for 14 Academy Awards, which is really pretty unprecedented because it's a musical. So yeah, what do you and, think? You know, and actually, that's uh, the most um, ever, um, or actually it ties it the most ties. ever with All About Eve and oh. Titanic, which, you know, Titanic I, has been that thing that uh, everyone always says, like, it just can't think of of how successful it was and what, you know, a, a phenom and an amazing thing of being nominated for so many things. And um, even though she was not in La La Land, that this is Meryl Streep's 20th nomination. Oh, my uh, gosh. And, you know, I have to say that, um, for, what was it, Fourth Jenkins, what, gosh, I'm blank. How does that, Florence Foster Jenkins. I <laughs> love both Hugh Grant Thank and, and um, Meryl Streep in it. Now, Meryl Streep, even though our President Trump said that she's not that great of an actress, <laughs> I don't know how he can say that 
Oh, God. That's because she was seeking her open and honest mind about him and what's now happening to our country. (gasps) Yes. Well, in any case, she is one of my favorite mentors, I would say, of all time, although I've never met her. But just the breadth, the roles she plays, the the chances she takes, she just seems fearless, and she's able to incorporate it. In Florence Foster Jenkins, uh, I thought she was hysterically funny because she's playing a character who was incredibly famous, you know, in the 1920s because she had a lot of money and she actually, uh, Florence Foster Jenkins, actually hired out Carnegie Hall so she could perform. And everybody was (laughs) laughing because she doesn't have a voice. She couldn't sing at all. But that was her dream was to perform at Carnegie Hall. And I guess if you have enough money, you can do it. But Meryl Streep. You know, which is funny is she actually has um, a good singing voice. So she she had to sing, you know, but but you believe it. And I have to say, when you see it, she, again, just being Meryl Streep of the chameleon that she is, um, this woman in the movie has no singing ability, but you don't. Pity her. You you don't pity her. You, you love her. For you, her. You, love you see. You you really you enjoy the character, and you 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 feel it's endearing. Not like oh god, that poor lady. Yes. You you fall for those people, exactly. and and I think that's what makes it so sweet, and that's what's so amazing. Now, in speaking about singing, let's talk about La La Land for yeah. a moment. So, with La La Land, um, if you people out there, if you haven't seen it. It. And um, I have to say, a few months ago, before it came out on one of those late, late night shows, I think it comes on at 1.30 in the morning, uh, it's called Last Call with Carson Daly, and it's just a, a 30-minute segment thing, and he usually will interview, each segment is, it'll have a, a kind of like a, a radio person maybe, or a singer, some kind of actress, or some kind of writer, and he happened to interview the director of that movie on it, and I hadn't, I had kind of heard a little buzz, people talking about this La La Land movie, but not really, and the way when he was talking about it, it sounded just so beautiful and cinematography-wise, and then being And so he's only 32 up. years old, you know. It's oh, the and same director of Whiplash. What's so amazing, I think, for, for, for uh, I mean, yeah, 32 is um, just... I mean, there's so many reasons why I think this really stood out this year. And one being, I mean, the musical isn't a new thing. That's sort of one of the oldest stories in the book. But it isn't a common thing anymore. And for it to have such a success because it it wasn't done, it, it was still, it still seems so relevant. And it didn't have that kind of hokey of sometimes, you know, when you watch a musical that they're talking and all of a sudden they go like, you know. Yeah, they break into song. Well, you know what I think made it stand out is when we were talking about whether you have a voice or not. Um, it, this is my personal opinion. I didn't think that Ryan Gosling or um, um, uh, blah blah blah. Help me, help me, help me. Um, uh, oh my gosh! Who played? Who who played? Um, Emma Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't I blank there? <laughs> I didn't think that Ryan Gosling or Emma Stone had incredibly great voices. I thought they had the kind of voice that. If you were just going to sing to somebody, that it was just very normal kind of singing, you know? And maybe yeah, that's and, what made and, it more I, relatable, and, and, yeah, is it I, wasn't this I, Broadway voice. It was just, 
very real. And it was almost like Ryan when he sang, although I understand he's an, he really is a great p- uh, pianist. Ryan, when he sang, it almost sounded like he was talking with just a little bit of a lilt in it. And I think yeah, that's what maybe just kind of kind of trying to just croon it a little, you know. Right. Um, I think but it was not that- nominated in the SAG Awards for a best film. For best film is Captain Fantastic, Moonlight, Fences, Manchester by the Sea, and Hidden Figures. Both of them are nominated for a best actor in a male and female role. But they La La Land in the SAG, SAG Awards was not nominated. It was nominated in the Academy Awards. Yeah, and I think you know it could you know potentially take it potentially take it home. I I think uh, Emma Stone was fantastic in it, and I think that, again the thing is there was uh, why I think this movie did so successful. And for me personally, I've had a hard time kind of almost watching some of the the movies um, because even though they are incredibly at, well acted, I I with your. Uh, uh, recommendation. I recently watched Jackie, which, um, mm. again, just a, an amazing portrayal, and you just really believe her. But oh, I thought I Natalie for, Portman blew it out of the park. I yeah, thought she was wonderful. I loved I, Jackie. I loved it. I I think for me personally, why uh, I am just like La La Land, it was so wonderful, is I think of what my personal year was, was there was I've lived great, but you know there was a lot of tragedy. There was a lot of hard things in this year, yeah. and all this sort of right. leading up to all this anger of the politics on TV as well. And for me, I felt like that's a I lot was of we had deaths. Things. You know, there were deaths in the family. They would. This was yeah, a two thousand. The last and, year, two thousand sixteen, was a and hard so year for a lot of people. Is, um, that I, I for me, I felt like I needed a break. I didn't want. Yeah. I I felt like I didn't want to watch something really serious. I didn't. Even though some of these films are so wonderful, amazingly active, uh, well acted, and tell very powerful stories. For me, I was just kind of in that thing of I really needed that movie escape. I needed that feel-good feeling um, that just overall, I needed that, that what people, the whole, the, the wonder of movies was, is that a mental escape. And for me, when I saw Lala and I was overcome with just this, like, joy, you know, maybe joy. I wanted to dance and I wanted to sing. And it's a, it's just a sweet tale. And I, I don't know how to, and it's not overly sweet and it's, it's, it's just this, like, oh, that's a, like, oh, that's cute. And that's, it's a, it's a feel-good feeling. And I remember right. I just felt really good. Sort of that thing is like, Well, yeah, evidently it took right the now. director, I, I guess what, he pitched it for six years. Needed. Yeah, I guess he pitched it for six years. And it wasn't until Whiplash, which did really well in 2014, once that got made, then he was able to uh, pitch La La Land because everybody kept, turning it down but isn't that the story I love that you know when you pitch and you pitch and you pitch and things get turned down and uh, and then eventually it gets made and then it starts winning all the awards and you wonder you wonder how many studios or studio execs are going oh my goodness you know I could have I I I could have um been that per you know I could have been the one that yeah, had it I, and so I think, so let's I talk think, about what we think is going to win uh, or oh, sure, I don't know if sure and I just want to add just I've, really quickly have um, you voted? from uh, I think from an acting standpoint too I think for the Screen Actors Guild why I feel like La La Land really uh, I think as an actor you understand that struggle and that's and that 
you know, they call it La La Land. Of It is right. this bubble right. thing. And, and the, the opening scene was, and also if you watch the Golden Globes, they kind of made a, a thing of it. But the opening scene that they shot that in Los Angeles on a freeway is just, it's that thing I felt inspired. And I think that's, that's the thing. So, so what yeah. I understand, um, they had to shut down two freeways for two days, and they oh had God. rehearsed for something like six weeks in a studio, but then when they got to the freeway, it fell apart, and they couldn't oh do God. the stuff. They couldn't do the stuff that they needed to do, and it was evidently rather challenging to get that all done in two days. But and you know, wow. having both of us work in films, and we know what goes on beyond behind the scenes, and how tough it is, and how many people. I mean, if anybody ever reads the credits, and you really should stay for the credits, you see there are hundreds of people that make a movie, hundreds. Yeah. From the drivers and the caterers to the gaffers and the grips. And yeah. and um, when you think, it's just not the actors, the background people. There's the cars that have to be there. It it's really a lot of work. But um, have you voted yet, Heather, or not yet? No, because I wanted, I was tempted to, I wanted, I'm going to vote either tomorrow morning or tonight. I think I might like Friday. In. I know you have you're to vote a big by fan recently of the binge watching. Um, yeah. That's something when they send it to you, it kind of get hooked that you said, well, I only have one more show, one more show. And actually right. something I wanted to talk about with the binge watching and something I binge watched the show and the kind of whole binge watching joke and phenomenon started with Netflix and them releasing their whole seasons of of things at one time, which is just kind of changing, but Stranger Things, I, have, I don't know if you've watched it yet, but it's phenomenal, and that, that little girl, her name is Millie Brown something, uh, but she's going to get it's my... Up for, it's up for an award for Ensemble. So is the crown. Yeah, so best Downton Downton Abbey, and I believe she is uh, nominated for best female actress. And, yeah, Millie Bobby Brown is her name. She is a young British actress. She's only twelve years old, and it. And in the show, the amazing thing is she says very little throughout the whole season, but it's that. Her powerfulness of, if you haven't seen it, you just, I don't want to ruin anything, but just what she can portray, what she can express with her face, with her eyes. And I think that's really no, an amazing thing of acting. I that when she says, what, what she um, says is always I got it. powerful. I have it, and but, I'm going to binge just, watch yeah. it. I haven't voted in that. I haven't voted for that part yet. But how was Winona a writer? Because what's interesting, and female actor in a drama series, both Millie and Winona are nominated. So it's just kind of of like Jane Fonda and... Lily and Tomlin, they're both nominated. Um, with shows, they like. They, I will say, um, Winona Ryder was fantastic in it, and it's great to see her again in things. And she is an ageless woman that looks exactly. I've always the same loved her, yeah, forever. Um, but I was, I'm just so blown away. I'm by Millie Brown because it really is a lot of kids, um, and and I'm just to think it, that some of these kids are you know between 12 and 15, and the rate that just. To, to have already that comprehension um, of making it, it sounds so silly that you know acting is you know of, of just portraying life, um, but there is a very big difference between good and bad acting. And these kids are fantastic, and this young girl, um, I think she has a big, big career ahead of her. Um, also well, let's talk about 
about these, these, um, these uh, the, the TV things, and then we'll let's go through each division and talk about it. So yeah, another so, uh, one that is um, nominated in the drama series for television, it's The Crown, da- Downton Abbey, Game of Thrones, Stranger Things, and Westworld. Now, everybody knows that Downton Abbey, you know, it's won several times. It was fabulous. Game of Thrones has won, and it's a fabulous thing. Um, I haven't seen Stranger Things. That'll be, I won't vote until I see it. But Westworld and The Crown are two new entries. Now, yeah. I am almost to the end of the series of The Crown. I'm, I think I have two more shows to watch. I'm blown away by that, too. I guess being a history major, I absolutely love anything about history. And The Crown is about the reign of Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth II and how she came to be queen, the trials and tribulations, what her marriage is like. It's really fabulous. Have you... Um, have you started binge-watching that yet? I have yet? not started The Crown okay. yet, so I need to sneak in a little bit of that. But based on what is nominated, for me, it, and it's such a hard thing because, again, I was just boosting about Stranger Things, but my vote is most definitely going to go towards Westworld because well, it was that's just so out of the box. Talk and about. Wow. Episode, uh, let's talk I felt about like, Westworld. Wow. That's you know, the I, weirdest, wackiest um I don't know. It gives me the heebie-jeebies, except for, except for you get addicted to it. I've seen the whole yeah, series and now. I think what what uh, kind of makes you realize is a lot. This technology is starting to exist, or or you kind of realize this is how our society is, or it just it mm-hmm. makes you kind of just think as, as as shows should. And I love when it's something that each episode you have to what. And you know, one of those things that you have to watch over again to kind of pick up on the little things that help you kind of figure out the clues. I but love that. We were talking about earlier, um, the, like I was talking about earlier in segment one about the stunts. And, of course, Westworld, the stunt coordinator, the stunt people, are that's up for stunts as well. But I think what happened, I mean, I really... After having seen the whole thing, I really, I really did enjoy Westworld. But it's very violent, it's very sexual, and what the weird part for me that kind of scares me is what you're just saying is that we're already there. It's like Westworld is a Disneyland for perverted adults. <laughs> How else can I say it? For adults who but, want, to- but the the crazy thing is. But it really is a look at our society because we already have video games where we yes. kill people, where we take yes. cars, where we, you know, there and and all those kinds yes. of things. We make war games. We have violent. Right. We make films that are violent. We watch these things for entertainment. We're watching a show and we're entertained by these horrific things. And right. that's what it's saying right. about our society. Is as okay, we're pointing. So- Three you, fingers looking back. But now, when you're talking so about you the stunts, my vote for stunts is actually... In a drama series. You've seen so Westworld, so when you're talking about the crazy things, things the stunt-wise, though that show is just out of my mind, my stunt vote is actually going to go towards Game of Thrones because right, that show is a very violent show, but that show is just blows my mind when it comes to 
uh, I guess in a way these reenactment, but just these carnage war scenes and you know that go down. Uh, I'm I'm always blown away by that. So my vote is going that. And if you've ever watched the credits, there are so many names that come down in the stunt. Let's start at the top of the awards, and uh, if you haven't seen everything and you haven't voted on it yet, we'll just pass. But best film. These are the five that are nominated. Captain Fantastic, Moonlight, Fences, Manchester by the Sea, and Hidden Figures. I have seen all of them. They were all absolutely exceptional. And, you know, you hate to say that everybody deserves to win, but they really were exceptional. Have you seen them? Have you, have you, are you still working on that category? No. Or do you have a And you want to know, I was actually, so the one, um, I haven't seen uh, Hidden Figures yet, and you oh, spoke so highly of it. And so I'm kind of, yeah. I, I can't put mine in yet because I, I feel like for this one, I would have loved to say La La Land for this one, but it wasn't nominated. It's not nominated. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I thought Manchester by the Sea, again, there were so many stories that were very well told. I think just for me, I what I I was wanting that feel good thing, even though I have some votes towards some darker characters. Um, well, you're but gonna yeah, love my vote figures. is still out on that one. And so, since you haven't voted, I'll tell you my vote. Um, again, all five were incredible, but I gave my vote to Hidden Figures, and, and I gave yeah. my vote to um, Hidden Figures because. Just what you said, I had a feel-good feeling at the end. The story revolves around three women of color, you know, they called them of color in those days, um, and who they're exceptional acting, unbelievable, but they work for NASA and they helped launch the space space race, right? And so I voted for Hidden Figures. Now, I have a feeling Manchester by the Sea is going to win. Each one of those films was exceptional, but my vote went to Hidden Figures. So you have to see it and then decide for yourself. So let's go to Best Actor in a Male Role. Casey Affleck was up for Manchester by the Sea. Andrew Garfield is Hacksaw Ridge, which is interesting because that's a comeback for Mel Gibson as a director. I was just thinking that, too. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Coming I back think, uh, I great. think Mel is back in the good graces of Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. I've always yeah. liked Mel. I, I, you know, I, I don't, I try to separate people's politics and what they say from who they are as performers. So, yeah. um, Ryan Gosling, La La Land, Vigo Mortensen, Captain Fantastic, and Denzel Washington, Fences. And again, Every single one of them I thought was really, really terrific. Do you have a person that you think was so, the best yeah, actor? And, it's, and the, the funny thing about it is, even though I talk so much about La La Land, I'm kind of, I, I had that same thing. I thought as an ensemble, it's so great, but I didn't think just he was the standout person of that. Um, I think that my vote for it will probably go towards Casey Affleck um, because yes. again I thought it was it was again a hard but sweet and funny and um, yeah. it's kind of great seeing him kind of in the spotlight of uh, you know his, his that 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 his other big brother, brother is, is such a star well. so it's uh, well, yeah I think yeah, that's going to have my vote. Doesn't- 
Casey doesn't like the spotlight, evidently. Uh, but, you know, and this film was um, conceived and directed by Matt Damon. And, of course, we know that the Afflecks and Damons, they're really, really good friends since childhood. And uh, Matt thought that Casey would be perfect in it. I was really juggling I've already voted for this I was really juggling between Denzel and Casey because I thought both of their performances were just so superior you know just really really stellar but in the end I voted for Casey so I do think Casey's going to win but you know you never know when people what when this happens yeah so let's go to um best actor in a female role and I want our listeners to listen to what we're saying it's not Best Actress Award. It's Best Actor in a Female Role. So what was your thoughts here? What did you think? For, oh, I guess I should uh, have Meryl Streep. I, I didn't uh, announce who's in it. Meryl Streep in Florence Foster Jenkins. Emily Blunt in The Girl on the Train. Natalie Portman in Jackie. Emma Stone in La La Land. And a- Amy Adams in Arrival. And I want to say something before you say something here. I don't know if you've seen Arrival or how many people. I am shocked that Arrival is even nominated for anything. It uh, to me, you know, it was a, and that's so, so Arrival. I have to say, my my vote's going to go to Emma Stone. And for Arrival, that movie, I was really surprised when we got it because I, I haven't seen it yet, and I need to because everyone so acclaimed it. But the preview, I was so amazed. It looked. I think Hollywood is in love with Amy Adams, and I really do like Amy in most things. This movie was like a wannabe Close Encounters of the, of the Third Kind. It didn't hit its mark. I have no idea what character Amy was playing in this. Uh, I don't know why she's nominated, other than the fact that people love Amy. I don't know why Arrival is getting any attention. To me, that was one of the worst movies of the year. But let's talk about each of the movies. Okay, I've already said I loved Meryl Streep and Florence Foster Jenkins. She was amazing. Um, Emily Blunt in The Girl on the Train. The Girl on the Train is so much better than the book. And um, it's it's kind of a very dark, twisted story. But I thought Emily was amazing. It really did a great job. I adored Natalie Portman in Jackie. I'm having, you know, to me, she was the best, the best portrayal of, of Jackie Kennedy that yeah. I've seen so far. Emma Stone was darling in La La Land. I, I fell in love with Emma Stone when she did The Help. That was kind of the first time yeah. I made recognition of her, and I really loved her. Okay, I Amy Adams is out. Um, but for me, I have to say my vote was between Meryl and Natalie on in this one because I just thought they really kind of took it away, and I voted for Natalie. Awesome. Uh, yeah, no, I, thought, I thought Natalie I was great. And Emma I must say, probably. how intimidating must it be uh, intimidating and awesome to be nominated against Meryl Streep I wanted to uh, an amazing thing to say yeah, I, I, I was nominated I was in the same I up for an award against the infamous Meryl Streep but knowing that this 
acting God is against you, like, oh gosh, you know, so. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So, okay, so, um, so you're going to vote for Emma, and I voted, I already voted for Natalie, and I do think that Emma's probably going to win. Uh, I would love to see Meryl win for her, uh, this, uh, because then that would put her ahead of anybody who's ever won, you know, um, because I think Katherine Hepburn has the most, the most wins, or, or they might be tied, but, um. I'd love to see Meryl win, but I do think that Natalie edged her out a little bit. So, male actor in a supporting role. Now, the first, the Moonlight is nominated, and that's Maher, I can't even pronounce his name, Maher Shala Ali. I didn't like mm-hmm. Moonlight at all. It got, a, it got a lot of, it was just too dark and too violent and too streetwise, I guess. And I, like you said, I needed something light. I needed a little lighter. Jeff Bridges, Hell or High Water. I always love Jeff Bridges. Hugh Grant in Florence Foster Jenkins. I thought he was adorable. Lucas Hedges in Manchester by the Sea. And Dev Patel in Lion. Well, I was crazy about Lion. Crazy about it. However, I thought the little kid was the one that should have been nominated. I thought Dev did great, but I would like to have seen the younger, the one that played him as a younger kid. So my vote on this one went with Hugh Grant. Um, I think Hugh Grant has, yeah, I think Hugh Grant has just totally come of age and he just played this so delicately and so lovely that I don't know. I fell in love with him in, in this movie. So uh, I vote yeah, so my vote think? is actually, uh, I can't pronounce his name, but Mashala Ali from Moonlight, even though that was kind of on the other spectrum of what I was talking about. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was Did well, I like? thought, you know, it was a painful, it was a hard subject. Uh, was, yeah. And I thought, you know, that the series of what it portrayed, I, I thought, you know, he portrayed it very well. So um, of that, you know, of, of those things, again, I haven't seen Lion, so I can't, uh, maybe I can't count that one out yet. Uh, well, but, uh, yeah, so that's I my, only my vote. That I, when it comes to the Academy Awards, my vote goes for Lion for Best Picture. I thought Lion is the best picture of the year, hands down. That was my, but it didn't get nominated for the SAG Awards. But I do think between male actor I think it is going to be between Hugh Grant and Maher Shala Ali. I think they're they're going to be the two. So uh, let's go to female actor in a supporting role. And this is really hard because everybody was so great. Viola Davis in Fences. Nicole Kidman in Lion. Naomi Harris in Moonlight. Octavia Spencer in Hidden Figures. And Michelle Williams in Manchester by the Sea. And the only one I'm going to cross off is I have no idea why Michelle Williams is nominated. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I didn't really her. feel that either. And, you know, I haven't she seen it yet. And hopefully I will. Oh, no, not in Manchester by the Sea, but Hidden Figures, as I said. Uh-huh. But I had put a little asterisk by it that I think I may be voting for that one because you've spoken so highly of it. So I knew oh, my God, it's so great. I even, well, you know what's interesting out of those here? people, that's... Uh, you know, again, I, uh, Moonlight, even though I just talked about the other characters, she wasn't as uh, phenomenal to me. And Michelle Williams, I kind of felt the same thing, though she's a great actress. I wasn't really sure why, you know, she, she didn't have that big of a role in the movie. So, um, yeah, <laughs> in figures. Well, 
I think what's very fascinating about the female actor in a supporting role nomination is we have three women of color that are nominated, Viola Davis, Naomi Harris, and Octavia, Octavia Spencer. And I would say for me, um, it was, I haven't voted in this department yet and I'm really struggling because I thought Viola Davis and Octavia Spencer were equally phenomenal, phenomenal in it. And I wish I could have two votes because I'm not sure which of the two I'm going to vote, which of the which one I'm going to vote for yet. But it's either going to be hidden figures or or, Spence, or fences. So now, because uh, um, we're going to take this probably to the end of the hour, let's go to television ensemble in a drama series. We already talked about it a little bit. It sounds like you're going to vote for Westworld, although you haven't seen The Crown yet. So it's The Crown, Downton Abbey, Game of of Thorns, Greg Game of Thrones, (laughs) Stranger Things, and Westworld. I voted for Downton Abbey last year, and they won. And I voted for Game of Thrones once before, and they won. This year, I think, as I did really like Westworld, but I really like The Crown better because it's more my style. I'm voting for The Crown. And you're voting for Westworld? I am voting for Westworld. Yeah, I what I think. Uh, yeah, and you know what, Downton Abbey might take it again, even though it hasn't oh, been wow. on. It. And you know, and I you don't know. know. I just wanted to to touch real quick when you had brought up about Octavia Davis that, as you remember, for last year's Oscar awards, there was a big thing. There was the hashtag Oscar so white. Uh, right, right. That there and was no um, African American nominated year. actors, and this year has been a complete reversal. That it, it's fantastic. Movies like Lion, Moonlight, uh, Loving. I, I think there Hell. is like seven actors, and there's this year. There's really a lot of diversity, and so now exactly. I think it's showing a lot more inclusion and showing that it really it makes a difference of what a year can make, and and really expressing what our country and our um, Myra, all the all the difference in diversity uh, really reflects now. So I think that's well, fantastic. You know, I think what happened too, it was such an outcry last year with the Academy Awards and even the SAG Awards. The SAG Awards did have um, a couple winners in, or nominations in that was more diverse, but the Academy Awards was white, white, white. And yeah. this year, it really reflects the country because yeah. you know we have different nationalities that are represented and that's the way it really should be you know it should be yeah. it really should be but I think the president of the academy um, reached out and said hey we got to change things up so yeah. um, in a dramatic series for best actor there is um, I love the show this is us Sterling Brown is up as an actor. Peter Dinklage, he's been up for a couple of years, Game of Thrones. He's fantastic. John Lithgow is the crown. And, oh, my gosh, is he good. Oh, he is so (laughs) – no, he's really – I'm going to have to binge it tonight. You will because you you actually believe – that, that, you know, that he is the prime minister. He just – it you just – think he's Churchill you can't help it and I know that you like or you have liked in the past Mr. Robot so Rami Malek that, is I can up. say hands down unless John Lithgow wins me over tonight uh Rami Malek that is gonna have my vote because well what, I, and what yeah. about Kevin Spacey House of Cards because oh my god he is he's I think, so you know, and I've actually 
I have voted for Kevin Spacey in previous years because I I think he's a phenomenal actor and I think he's fantastic and just horrifyingly good in that show. But um, and I believe he has even won in the past. But yeah, oh, yeah, uh, now that won. there is some newer yeah. entries and and uh, I think I've been exposed to some other shows and some other actors. Not to take anything away from his credibility, he is still fantastic in that show. Uh, Remy Malik, Mr. Robot is. Uh, I just did that. One of those shows you really have to sit and watch the show and maybe watch it again because it's one of those little hidden things you got to pick up on. And he's just a phenomenal actor. And it, and I was you know, unaware I found him to of, be a, of him I found him to be a phenomenal show. actor, but I was not I, – I didn't love the show. Yeah. And that was – that was hard for me. I yeah, I really tried. I really tried. I only could only watch a couple of them, and I thought I gave up on it. You know, there's some yeah. shows you just give up on. But he is a great actor. Um, but I think I haven't voted in this one for yet because I'm still trying to watch all of them. I finished House of Cards. I finished Game of Thrones. Um, I finished This Is Us. I loved it. This Is Us, but. I kind of, and I love the game of, I, you know, I love Peter Dinklage, but I voted for him before. I think I'm going to vote for John Lithgow this year because he was just so great. And then getting to female actor in a drama series, you've already stated you're going for Millie Bobby Brown in Stranger yes. Things. And I am going to um, binge that because we have to vote by Friday. So I have to binge that because I haven't voted yet. And so I have not made my choice. But the other... The other nominees are Clay Foy in The Crown, and she's amazing. Uh, Thandie Newton, she's amazing, and she's another person of color in oh Westworld. Oh, my gosh. She was amazing in the show. She's amazing. Yes. I mean, and this she's, is the thing you almost feel like, oh, can't you pick two? Like, exactly. The, yeah. Exactly. And then, of course, Winona Ryder is Stranger Things, and then Robin Wright, House of Cards. And Robin Wright is so good. Between her and Kevin Spacey, they're just scary. I, I, you and, know what's so funny to me is that Robin Wright is uh, Jen A from uh, Forrest Gump, and she was Princess Buttercup in, um, oh, God, what is that? Oh, God, I'm forgetting the movie. Uh, but uh, anyway, it's this movie that I can't think of at, at the moment. Um, well, it doesn't matter, but the fact is, is that she's like, Again, I always just think of her as Jenny from uh, uh, Forrest Gump, and she in, this, in House of Cards is so good, but so bad. And, you know, you know speaking, of Jenny, scary, Forrest, you know? <laughs> speaking of Jenny from Forrest Gump, uh, we should, I, I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the show, but I think it's a fascinating thing, is that you actually auditioned to play Little Jenny, and you got yeah. right to the very end, and you yeah. almost got the part. I don't remember how old you were, but um, you were a little girl, maybe well, six. I don't think I, I don't know if we'd say I almost got the part, but I was, I, at least I made some callbacks, and that's yeah, really exciting, callbacks. and I... And I, I just, I totally remember, um, I, I just totally remember doing that audition and I know we still have somewhere the, the scripts from it and it's just yes, so funny because I don't think it came out for two or three years later and when it came out, it was like, I remember this. I know. Um, I just remember watching Forrest Gump and when it got to that part, 
it was like they still yeah. had all the same lines and I was, you know, because I was coaching yeah, you for the part. Yeah. And I just remember saying it all. Well, Heather, um, we are at the end of our show right now, but I just want to encourage everyone to watch the Screen Actors Guild Awards. It's this Sunday. It's the 23rd annual Screen Actors Guild Awards. It'll be simulcast live on TNT and TBS on Sunday, January 29th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And then, you know, don't forget the Grammys will be coming up on February 12th and then the Academy Awards, known as the Oscars, on February 26th. We'll, maybe we'll do another show about all of these. So um, just set your DVRs or get in front of your screen and get ready for fun and watching the red carpet. And it takes an entire day to get ready. <laughs> and choosing your dress is and choosing your clothes, and maybe it's not so hard for the guys, but it is for the women, right, Heather? It is for us. Oh, my gosh. And it's been always so fun to be a part of it. So um, I just want to thank all of you for being great listeners, allowing me into your life every week. Make sure you are tuned to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. We are live. If you'd like to make a donation to Be the Star You Are charity to keep us on the air, go to bethestarur.org. You can use PayPal. They don't charge any fees. It's awesome. And um, and we'll be able to continue this broadcasting. I hope you were encouraged, inspired, and mostly amused and entertained today and that you will watch the awards on Sunday. And until then, remember, imagine your dreams as if they already exist. Speak as if they already exist and act as if they already exist because love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And, and I'm, yeah, yes. and I'm Heather Brittany. And this is Star Style. Be the star you are. I thank you, encourage you, go out into the world and be the star you are. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference, and make this year the best year ever. I'll talk to you next week and watch the awards on Sunday. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. Keep caring. Keep caring. Keep caring. Keep caring.